Apple presents Meet the Musician at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, friend of the family, Gabe Spear, and tonight's guest, Kurt Vile. We're beyond excited and honored to be talking to Kurt Vile tonight. Uh, Kurt, the new record, Waking on a Pretty Days, out today. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriel. Well, uh, we'll start with the softball. Tell us a little bit about the recording of the record. Obviously, this is your uh, second studio foray with Mr. John in Yellow. Um, wh how, when did you start recording? Uh, wh what was it like? I know you traveled to a few different cities across the country for it. Uh, well, I guess I mainly recorded it between May and, um, you know, in, you know, Thanksgiving, but I was touring a lot in between, too, of, you know, what was that, 2012, maybe? Sounds right. And, uh, you know, I was playing, yeah, I, I went to L.A. a little bit. I went to upstate New York. I went to Philly. And I was touring a lot in between because we were, you know, just road dogs. Thank, thanks to my, the, the major ginormous success of my last record. So, um... <laughs> You know, so I, I was on the road, reaping those benefits. Were you writing uh, for the new record on the road? Oh, I couldn't help it. It's just what I do. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, we were just playing a lot. We were playing a lot, and you know, it was time to make a new record. And uh, we were just all on fire. So we just wanted to go for this kind of epic thing, and that's the way it turned out. But yeah, it was kind of crazy because I was trying to fit it in and also have an, another kid. I had another daughter, and uh, thank you, thank you, yes. Yes, that's true. And um, no, but it was awesome uh, having you know work work with John in the last record, and uh, you know got to you know been with my band, the Violators, for so long. We were all get, were so tight, so it was kind of a family scenario. It was it was a it was really fun. It's fun. Uh, speaking of family, and you touched on it a little bit. Obviously, you're a, a married man with children. Does that influence the, the subject matter of your writing and just your general experience of playing music as a grown up? I think that it influenced my songwriting just like before I had kids, you know, whatever my surroundings were and people were, it always influences me. I don't, I don't think too hard about it. I'm not like, I'm going to write a song about, you know, my friend or my, my child. Um, but you just kind of don't think about it and that's when it comes in, you know, natural style. And that's when it's like the most... Honest kind of thing, I, you know. Ideally, right. yeah. A lot's been made, and rightly so, over the years of your guitar playing. I mean, what what's the background of when did you pick up the guitar, and how's your playing and style evolved over the years into where it is on the record now? Uh, well, lots of practice, but not like in in a uh, not in a, a way like I have to go to class. And I really have to learn these scales, you know. But like just. Uh, just being really into music and uh, feeling it, but yeah, my my dad got me a banjo when I was 14, and I I wanted it to be a guitar, but then you know somebody across the street gave me a guitar like a few months later, because they probably because they kept hearing the banjo, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, you know I just been playing ever since. It's just like a you know uh, my style, uh, you know it's a lot of things. Uh, I just think I learned it all through osmosis and, you know, upbringing. It just kind of shows through. I don't, 
I, it's not like like you know I had a couple. I remember my friend John Newman, for instance, taught me to finger pick around like 2003, or you know, and more in the John Fahey slash White Album style. So I've had a couple sort of lessons like I want to learn this, but more just a natural thing, you know. And and people have begun to to talk a bit about you know just the sort of sprawling nature of the songs and how immersive they are. I mean. When you're writing, how do you know? How do you know when it's done? How do you know to take it from point A to point B? You know, um, you just just keep playing and, and keep feeling it. And um, you know, I guess if you like fixate too much and try too hard, if you're like stuck on this one spot, the idea is to move on because if you uh, think too much, it becomes contrived. You know, and. Uh, just keep it as natural as possible. So, just lots of jamming and you know, ba and feeling it, you know. Right, and the lyrics. I mean, uh, the lyrics are so sort of conversational. I mean, do those come later in the process? I mean, do you do you have a feel for all the melody of, of a tune before you before you hit it with the lyrics? Or no, I mean, it, sometimes there's like deep like inspirational times. You know, I might. You know, it's not it's not always the same. You could just have a riff for a while, or you could have this riff and right away you have some lyrics. Um, I feel like I was a little more on top of it when I was younger where I'd sit and write this song and the lyrics really fast because I think that was just my knowledge then was like, oh, write a song from here to here. And then the more I play, the more you don't stress it. And it's just kind of like, it, it just comes anyway it comes. And, and, and then, and, and, and like with these more epic type of songs, I was just very patient, and I'd just be on the road and just working at them longer than ever, you know before, and just come back to a riff, you know, add, you know, add some lyrics. But there, there'll be like a, lots of inspiration. For instance, when I was on the road on this record, where all of a sudden I'm writing tons and tons of lyrics, you know, it just it just comes when it comes. It's, yeah. Um, you know, you're 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 a Philadelphian native. Uh, uh, People often associate you with the city. I mean, is that is that a contrivance, or I mean, do you really feel like it's a part of who you are, and it informs your writing and informs your existence as a musician? Uh, it it is a part of who I am. You know, I've, that's where my roots are: family and friends, lots of friends and family and friends. <laughs> and um, you know, uh, it's definitely you know just your surroundings you know it's just like i said your surroundings shape your songwriting i think my general style is to not think too much about it and then it's just like it just like come comes out you know it, it just it's just you know whatever i'm sorry i'm, I'm choking up here <laughs> it's so emotional <laughs> um <laughs> When you, uh, you know, obviously made the records, probably been done for a few months now. Are, are you getting ready, sort of, with the band to take these songs out on the road? Obviously, we'll be hearing you soon. What's that process been like? It's, uh, it's been some work, but like it was a lot of work finding the right drummer, and we got the right guy. It's our buddy Vince Nudo who is in there, and he plays actually on two songs on the record. Which ideally, that's the way we audition people. We we get him to record on the record, you know. This one we didn't know it at the time, but he plays on track two, KV Crimes, and uh, uh, Airbud as well. And uh, you know, a lot, you know, me, Jesse, and Rob have been playing. You know, we've been a unit for quite a while now, and uh, uh, you know, shit. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, uh, 
The front cover uh, is adorned with the art of uh, Steve Powers, a.k.a. Espo, uh, the artist from Philadelphia. How did that uh, come to be? I mean, I, that imagery is taking a real place in the lore of the record already. What's the question? How, how did you get involved with Steve? And uh, basically, that? he wrote me about something else, and I, his name sounded familiar, you know, um, and then I realized who he was, and my manager was like, oh, this, you know, it was just perfect timing. It was serendipitous because we needed a, a record cover, and it's sort of like really hard. It's, 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 it's a real pain in the butt to get like a, a good album cover. It's a big stress, and this one just fell into place because, you know, it's a wild idea of having this great, you know, pop artist of our time, um, you know, just paint this giant wall, you know, the, the, don't have to worry about any fonts, you know, just take a photo, it's all there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, the cover is just as epic as the music for sure. Um, I wanted to, wanted to ask you about some of your influences. I don't often get the opportunity, but uh, do you listen to new music? Or w were there new records that were uh, in rotation and getting ready for this one? Or, or do you just feel like you're constantly sort of sopping up old and new? Um, let's see. I mean, I do. I was. I was. What's some new music I like? I like a lot. But um, being on the road, I, I don't know how much new music influenced uh, this album. I, I tend to get super into old stuff, you know, and. Uh, you know, tons of inspiration for every record, tons, you know. Uh, but, I mean, since you ask about new music, for instance, the best new music, at least live, that completely blew my mind, which I didn't think, you know, I didn't think I, I, I listened to that type of music, but uh, Tune Yards, I, I saw her in a, in a, at Sasquatch, and it's just, just she's just like, uh, you know, yeah, Meryl, she's just Meryl, you know. <laughs> And she, you know, she's just from another planet of of like soul. She's like, she's like got African blood or something, and also you know Saturn blood. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, one last question, and then I guess we'll we'll take some questions if that's all right. Do you see yourself growing old in music? I mean, is this is this your path in life? And and, and if not, what what else might you see in your future? No, yeah, this is what I do. I, you know, this is what I love to do. But what you know comes naturally to me and uh you know i mean i guess i've had records out since 2009 mainly like one little cd in 2008 but before then you know since i was 17 i was self-releasing my music i'm 33 now so it's kind of what i do you guys have a ton of questions right tons of questions kurt um i like what you do with words uh, a lot when you're uh, in the process of coming up with an album title, uh, how, how do you land there? And like, at what point do you just walk off? And you're like, oh, that's good. Um, actually, that's funny, because this one, this one was like, I usually have this big idea, you know, like I've, I've had these kind of come out swinging album titles, like Constant Hitmaker. And then, you know, I think when I was, you know, working on getting Constant Hitmaker released, I was like, I just thought Childish Prodigy, it sounded the same. I was like, oh, that's my next album cover. And then I used to, I used to have a lot of good, like, come out swinging album titles. Like, another one was going to be Kurt Vile, Born on Stage. But, you know, <laughs> it just didn't fit all of a sudden. But, uh, but uh, for this one, like, you know, and then I got into the more poet. The, the, like, for instance, God is saying this to you. It, it fits. It's right in my wheelhouse. But that actually was, like, 
when I was doing the artwork for that album, I had, you know, I collect like found object, you know, used later as a collage or something, and there was a, a headline. I liked the, f the writing, you know, just from a newspaper. It said, God is saying this to you. So I just put it across the back, and even then, I didn't think it'd be the album title, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's the album title. And then Smoke Ring for My Halo, I called it that because, you know, there was a lyric in a song, and, and, and I just... That song was my favorite on the record, and but it was just a few chords, and it, I just thought it could easily get overlooked. So I want I wanted a little more, you know, uh, attention on it, like a little more importance, uh, so it didn't get overlooked. And then, yeah, waking on a pretty day. It's like I was getting into like the longer, you know, f you know, one, two, three, four, five word titles, you know, and uh, so. Waking on a pretty day is it was like again I wanted like a uh, focus on that song Waking on a Pretty Day, but I didn't again want to just limit it to that title. So I just put Waking on a Pretty Days, which I was a little self conscious. I was like, a little punny, you know, very punny, like waking on a pretty days. So at first I was like, this is the simplest title I had, but it was the kind of thing where when you don't hear the record yet, you might be like, That's a weird title. Especially when everybody calls it walking on a pretty days, which it's un which it's not, which gets out there a lot. But anyway, so basically you're you're having attention to that first opening song, but then like the whole record is kind of in a daze, so you just kind of s smear it across the whole record, you know, <laughs> a little daze across the whole record like Nutella. I was just wondering uh, when you were first learning how to play guitar, were there any songs in particular that helped you get really good at finger picking? Mm, you, uh, you know, that's the thing. I I never would like learn a song the way somebody else played it. I'd figure it out for myself, you know. So, so no. <laughs> um, no, no song in particular that. Uh, but I, like I said, I was really into like the White Album and like. You know, and I got really into like uh, John Fahey and stuff, and it would just come through. You know, it would just all of a sudden come out. You know, yeah. So I just you talked a little earlier about having a family and going on the road, and I wonder, you know, how difficult is that? You know, when you like are in the public eye, and you also want to be able to spend time with your family, and how do you balance those two? Well, I mean, I'm in the public eye, like when I'm on tour. Which, you know, it feels really good to play to a crowd and stuff like that. But it's not like, it's not like I go outside of my house and the paparazzi's there or something. Um, yet. <laughs> but uh, um, it, it's sad to go away. You know, uh, I, I get used to being home, but uh, you know, it's it's going pretty pretty. It gets better all the time. You know, the like the. Uh, the returns, you know, like, uh, you know, and I'm like supporting my family and stuff. And uh, there's been a lot of growing pains in the past, but you just get get used to it, you know, because I come back, you know, and it's not like I'm working uh, Monday through Friday, nine to five. So uh, it's just j ultimately, uh, you know, it's like bittersweet, but mostly sweet, you know. Hey, Kurt, how you doing? Yo. How, uh, how involved are you in the recording process? It, has it like varied from like your first record to this record, or you kind of let the producer do like his thing? Uh, I mean, John, you know, definitely does his thing. It's not like I know 
that much like of the technical side of like you know but I'm, I'm definitely pretty obsessive so I you know I'm definitely I've always been pretty involved but like engineering you know uh, I, I tried a little bit you know I, I would do home recordings and I you know get into like get a little mixer and get into like you know putting effects through like auxiliary you know, a bunch of boring stuff like that. You know, just try. I tried it out for myself, and certain ones. Some some of my friends are really good, really good at that. Like that, my bandmate Rob Laxo is awesome. I I prefer to have a friend who who knows, you know, how to do it, or or you know, a good producer and stuff. But I, I'm in, super involved in the recording process, you know. But technically, not as much, you know. Hey Kurt, how you doing? Yo. Um, I'm always curious in your songs about where synthesizer and piano fits into it. I feel like on the new record, and maybe this is just me, but it's more a texture. Yeah. And on some of your older stuff, Freeway is a good example. It takes precedent and loops get involved. And I'm wondering if that's a conscious decision when you're writing or if it's something you throw in after. Yeah, I, I've always loved synthesizers and I, I was uh, really heavy into playing them all the time more back in the day. You know, so I was like, I guess a better piano player and 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 I was really excited mainly on this record to get get back into it so I got all, like all my synthesizers fixed up and stuff like that and Rob's got a lot of synthesizers and you know um but uh yeah I guess that's just right now it's a little more textural you're right you know what uh for you and your band, what is just a show that make that you just really enjoy like is it you guys on your own or is it on the road well, um, our shows are usually on the road, but um, you know, I, I guess our favorite shows are the ones that totally rock and feel really good, which was you know probably pretty obvious, wherever they are. <laughs> hey, so I was wondering, what's your favorite pavement record and why? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I when I was a kid, my favorite was Crooked Rain. Maybe it still is. Um, yeah, Crooked Rain. You know, it's like the classic rock record of my my time. Classic. I was wondering when you record live, do you do it as a band or is it all layered instrument by instrument? And also, how long does it take from the studio to playing live when I play your first? When show? I record live, did you say? Do you record live? Oh, you mean when I record an album, do we play it As live? As a band, yeah. Uh, not always. It, uh, that is probably the best way to be. That's when it's total, total life. But uh, the, you know, like real. This is like real. You because know? the instruments are very. There's a lot of layers. Yeah, you on know, it. just to c bounce off of each other. That's ideal. But at the same time, it just depends because certain ones of my songs stuck start out very introspective. So I'm still like playing. I'm always singing live. Yeah. You know, or usually, you know. Um, but yeah, ultimately it's best to get as much live as you can first cuz then, you know, then you fill in the blanks, but it just really depends on the scenario. Like this one we are, are we were in between drummers and I also I had these very meticulous songs and I, I just thought it would take forever to teach my band these songs and then you know, he would kind of kill the kill the vibe before he even got it down on the tape, you know. Does it take like a few months before you get from the studio to the stage? Does it take a few months, what, to like learn the new material and go? Yeah, I don't know exactly how much time. It depends, you know. 
Hey, Kurt. Uh, thanks very much for doing this. Yeah, um, thank you. I had an opportunity last week to uh, be in your an extra in your video for KV Crimes, and thanks very much for that also. Um, yeah. Look forward to seeing the video. Um, my only question is, can I be in your next video? Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> um, I just want to say that the new record has more of a positive vibe, and it's it's on a little bit of a different playing field. I just want to know if that comes from your general life or if you meant to give more of a positive outlook on your music. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I did not think the last record was that negative, but uh, people, like, take things so literal. Like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. There's lots of black humor, or maybe it, that's just my personality as well. But... um yeah, you know, I I, th I had a different headspace on this record. Like, you know, I I feel like at least the time making it, like I didn't have all these walls blocking my my brain. You know, I don't know. I could I could see for miles. You know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>